It's more like a platform. It's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a concept amongst gamers. Well, it is. It's a fart on the wind. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm Emilio. And, oh my God. <laughs> and real quick before we get started, uh, on our Discord, we are looking for volunteers to host game nights. So if you're interested in doing that, check out our Discord, go to dlgaming.net. The link is there. All right. And, and from what I'm hearing about that is we're looking for games that are either free or if, um, you know, lower price games. However, aren't we also like shooting for like just certain games in general that allow a lot of players to be connected at once? Yeah, there's a few of them out there. I was thinking the other yeah. day that like uh, renting a TF2 server would be really good uh, for something like oh, this. Does that cost like two shekels? Like, what Yeah, is it? it can't be expensive. A few mm. bucks. And then we could just have as many people as we wanted. We should do that for yeah. one of these. I think that's a good idea for like it, maybe like a default while we're waiting for everybody to get on. Cause like movie nights and, and, and game nights and all that stuff, all that stuff usually is like held up by people trying to either download the game or, you know, get everything started. But as long as we announce the game early and like whatever game that someone's hosting, you know, everybody can download it. But I think we're trying to avoid playing among us every week, you know, or like rap battles every week or whatever, you know, Jackbox games every week. So. Absolutely. Hmm. So, well, there's a lot of games out there to play. We yeah, we never seem to have trouble finding one that everyone can get on board with. All right. Well, we've got a lot of games to talk about on the radar, so let's get to that. E3 is happening. Um, so some of these might be part of that, but we might save our big E3 extravaganza till next week. First up is going to be Callisto Protocol. This came up at the end of the episode last week. Do you guys remember this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty interesting. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, you, you, you brought it up. What, you know, what do you have to say about it? Um, to be honest, dude, I've totally forgot. Oh, <laughs> it's the Dead Space one. Yeah, it's the Dead Space yeah. one. Yeah. No, I, I'm super excited about it. I'm a huge Dead Space fan. We were supposed to play Dead Space 3 together, Bobby. but uh, Did you put you it on there or did you put it on there last anymore. week? It was put on there from last week. Oh, right? that's right. Okay. So, yeah, uh, more details uh, came out about it. They have a new trailer, too, don't they? Is this the new trailer? Wow. Off to a great start, fellas. We're killing it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, please. Uh, <laughs> another game I wanted to talk about, Jurassic World <laughs> Evolution 2. They announced the sequel to Jurassic World Evolution. So I looked at this. They aren't giving much away in the screenshots and the video. And I thought, well, what's really different about this? But on the Steam page, they have some features listed. Apparently, there's going to be new dinosaurs, a few new mechanics. Um, so it looks like they're going to basically keep it the same, but expand on it in a few different ways, which isn't bad. The first one I thought was a big success. I really enjoyed it. And I didn't even play it until years after it came out. Are you going to be picking this up, you think? Early on, yeah, maybe not right away. I did not finish the first one, although. So the campaign in the first one I thought was not that great. They did some things really nice. They had Jeff Goldblum come in, do some voices for it, uh, and there's kind of a story going as you play the game. But really, it it didn't feel like the campaign was um, 
was really well integrated into the game. Mm -hmm. In the second one, they're talking about a whole new campaign. They're completely redoing the campaign. So maybe they'll do something different and better. I, I still really enjoyed the game, but I couldn't tell you at all what the story was about. Like every now and then Jeff Goldblum would pop up and give me some bit of exposition to let me know what was going on. Um, they're also saying that chaos theory is going to play a part in the second game. So if you remember from the movies, chaos theory, that's when he says, you know, nature is unpredictable. You can't control it. Things are going to go wrong. In the first game, they had disasters. They had natural disasters that would come and you'd have to deal with it. Dinosaurs breaking out of the pens, but they, they specifically mentioned chaos theory. So I don't know how that's going to play into this. We'll see. But uh, why did they, they bring a mathematician? What was, what's the story about that? Wasn't it? Are you talking about Jeff Goldblum's yeah, character? Yeah. Wasn't he supposed to like? And he himself was questioning that. Wasn't it just in case like their network needed something or something like that? I don't know. It just seems like a weird. Hey, let's. We need these people to come check out this island, but let's bring a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We might. We might. You guys might need to cover that on movies on the DL. That might be the movie of the week. Well, we've talked about Jurassic Park a little bit on movies on the DL, but yeah, I mean they they round up. Um, the paleontologist, yeah, Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler, and Hammond Makes brings sense. Hammond brings them, and he's hoping that they will defend him against the lawyer and the mathematician who are going into the park with the idea that they are going to tell him why it's not going to work. Mm. And well, the the lawyer's there because he, the investors are concerned. Mm. And as soon as he yeah. sees the dinosaurs and realizes how much money they can make, then he's on board. But the mathematician is like, no, chaos theory, this mm. is all going to go wrong. And he ends up being right. But th the whole reason they're all there is just to preview the park and uh, just like test it out and also like do a safety test, which of course goes hope. Uh, terribly wrong. You're saying it didn't go correctly. No, no, it did not. It did not go well. <laughs> Spoilers, dude. Watch out. Yeah, it's a what a 30 year old movie. Yeah, probably something like that. 93. So, um, yeah. so my 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 hope for this because I love Zoo Tycoon and Zoo Tycoon clones. Obviously, uh, dinosaurs are very different than normal animals. Um, I think if Chaos Area is going to play like a big part. Maybe this might not be like a PG game. Maybe make it a PG thirteen, like rated R. Like the you know animals break out, and then you have to deal with like insurance and like them killing like. Yeah, Bobby, uh, you have to deal with that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all in the first game. Yeah, they but got like. Killed. Do you have like a hitman squad to like kill the dinosaurs? Uh, you have a ranger station. You send little guys out on the jeep to tranquilize them, and then you have to send the helicopter in to pick them up and move them back. And you can actually drive the jeep too when it's going through the park and fire the guns yourself if you want to, or you can just let the computer do it. From your uh, description of the first game, it seems like man, it, it seems so complete. It'd be hard to like build on that. You could probably only just improve a few things. Yeah, it's you know? tough. The, the first game was great, but it got real rinse and repeat after a while. Yeah. So I, a lot of these games do. But I'm interested to see what they do with the second one's chaos theory. You know, they these are all like buzzwords they put in there to sell the game. You know, they aren't. It, it you have no idea what it's going to be, but at least they're playing with some new ideas. So Battlefield um, uh, 2042. Who put that on there? I put that one on there. This is a big announcement, the new Battlefield game, 2042. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've already had a 2042, haven't they? Yeah. Uh -huh. Way back or in the day. 
2072? No, no, no. They had a future game, but it's not exactly 2042. It was like 2072. It's, it was 2041. It's very far future, like nanobots and mm-hmm. like mechs and things like that. It didn't do very well. It was too far gone, I think. It was. Well, it had a, it had a the big following, plan. but it was not as big as like some other some of the other ones. Yeah, the the future setting didn't really catch on, but they also had some other weird gameplay setting. It didn't feel like a battlefield game compared to the other ones. I remember when this game came out, I played the beta, which was not very common back then. Yeah, I remember also you were like you're pretty critical of it because they're like, uh, when you don't know what else to do, you're like you in space. That's the next step that you take. <laughs> well, it's, it's jumping the shark move. Yeah. Yeah. It's whenever you don't know what to do, you just send them to space. But here's, what's <laughs> funny about these games, battlefield and call of duty. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Maybe if I was a little more in tune with the industry, I'd understand it, yeah. but it all seems like they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to like define what's cool. So I, I think specifically of the year where uh, Call of Duty made um, like a future game and then Battlefield, made, they went back to like mm-hmm. Battlefield 1 or something. And everybody loved Battlefield 1. Like everybody decided that year they were sick of the futuristic stuff and they wanted, you know, old school shooters. And then the next year, Call of Duty flipped it. They came out with a World War II game, which, you know, has been done to death if you've been playing video games, World War II first-person shooters. Um, and then everyone decided that was cool again. Like, I don't understand, like, the how everybody decides what, what they want from Battlefield and... Uh, Battlefield and Call, and, and Call of Duty. It's and tough, man. It's super tough because if you make the wrong decision, it could cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. So I feel like they probably have focus groups and stuff and they put some feelers out there and they go, what do you guys think about this setting? And they really float it out there for a long time. And I don't think they're setting the trend. They're just trying to maximize profits. And then, so they look at like, how long has it been since we had a World War II one? Um, we can't do two of them in a row. That's for damn sure. Uh, so where do we go? Do we do the extremes? Do we go way back in time? Give me a caveman one. Now, fuck caveman fucking battlefield. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, they they did it a long time ago with um, Battlefield One. They were like, we just need to do something completely different. We haven't done you know any fucking games ever in World War One. There's maybe like one other AAA World War One game if you can even fucking remember it. And uh, it did great. There's actually a huge amount of people still playing that game. A lot more people play that one than they did the newest one. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. I thought Battlefield 1 was great. Um, I, I thought so, too. Have you seen any of the DLC that makes the game even crazier? No. Like, so you can now ride horses with, like, a, like a grenade on a stick, essentially? <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. Because, you know, Russian Russians had, they, they used a lot of cavalry in World War One, And so there's a lot of changes and things like that. And it's a, quite a fun game. So I think I might actually reinstall it. Because yeah. I have a lot of buddies that are interested in Battlefield 2042. And they're just like, ah, you know, let's, uh, let's warm up our Battlefield skills. Totally. Because I felt the same they, way. I was like, uh, just just watching this trailer and then watching the breakdown of the gameplay. So the, there's some big things um, changing. So in um, Conquest mode, it isn't going to be just one flag in a field that you capture to get that capture point, A, B, and C. Within A, within B, within C, there's clusters of capture points. 
So you don't have this one hotspot where a plane can just come and just destroy everybody. It's more like you're trying to take an area to get the whole A squad, the A, the A point. So if you have the majority of the points in A, then you own A and so on and so on. So, you know, when you have the when you have the one point structure, one you're you can get destroyed by one helicopter, but also you'll go up to a point and you'll be like, oh, this is hopeless. There's way too much of the enemy. Let me run my ass all the way to B. And, you know, by the time you got to B, the whole uh, store, the whole landscape of the battlefield can be different. So at least this gives you options. Maybe I can get one of these smaller clusters inside of A that I actually have a chance at. So I, I think, it sounds like it's a step in the right direction for sure, at least in conquest. And they're also going up to 128 characters per, yes. Um, per mm-hmm. server. 64 and 64. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty great. Do you have like a, your, your favorite battlefield moment ever? Um, like, uh, like you playing the game at all? Like any memories? Battlefield two. I feel like um, there was like a special ops guy and I just got really, really good with the uh, C4 planting the C4 on stuff. Um, Like I would plant them where, where the little, um, the little boats would always come in. I would just run over there first and just throw down the, the C4 along the whole beach line. And then as soon as, of course, inevitably three boats show up, you can just score a hundred points in, in one detonation. Or just like crawling underneath a uh, a tank or, or an APC and putting the C4 under there, crawling out and exploding it. So much fun. And what about you, Bobby? Are you a real big Battlefield guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I played a lot of Battlefield. I didn't play a lot of the recent ones. I think 4 was the last one that I was really into. I can't think of any specific oh, moments. You know, you know what was really... Did you ever see Hardline? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Hardline. I never played it, though. It was like $29 when it released. And like... It was actually not bad, but it was like one of the games. Like once you ins- uh, once someone unlocks the actual RPG, the game's over. Like you one shot police cars, which are like the main form of transportation and shit like that. So I think it was cheaper it, because it used the exact same. Um, well, a lot of the same assets from Battlefield Four. Uh, another thing about another setting in this game, they have this kind of like invade versus defend where it's almost the opposite of conquest where there's just a hard line, uh, drawn in the sand where you guys kind of fight and then whichever team wins, then the line gets pushed back either, um, more towards the defenders or more towards the attackers. And that also has 64 V 64. So that's going to be sweet. I think, you know. Having a front line with that many players, that's pretty intense. Were I'm, you guys, I'm, were you guys I'm, ever vehicle guys in Battlefield? No. No, Bobby? Uh, tanks, no no airborne stuff. Flying's pretty yeah, so hard. have a flight stick. Yeah. Fuck that. No, um, I, I always did the tanks, man. Uh, my best game ever, me and one of my friends who doesn't play games that much anymore, but he's excited because of Battlefield coming out. On one map, we had 218 kills together in the tank and we shot down six helicopters hmm. and it's the it's the map that has the giant dome uh like giant satellite dish in the ground and it was just in it's just insanity like we were it was the most and i've been playing video games for a lot of years it was like the most 
the best unit cohesion and communication between like a gunner and the and like the driver like I've ever had in any video game. And like I'll never forget that. You mean after like you and Sniper getting stuck in rocks, right? Like that <laughs> that would be second. Oh man, squad squad, you know, I I think that's one reason why I love squad so much is the sense of like you have to work together in that game compared to like Battlefield you can dick around and throw C400 APCs on the beach. Yeah. Or on boats. Um the other thing you I, could I do hope... is put a bunch of C4 in the back of a Jeep. And jump out of the jeep, and then explode the jeep and blow. Yeah, it. I used to do that in Battlefield Vietnam yeah. all the time. Yeah. Kamikaze jeeps, it's so much fun. You know, the problem with Battlefield Four was you pretty much had, if you're playing Conquest and you're playing com- competitively, you had to pick the engineer. You you really had to yes. go that class because you had to have some sort of anti tank kit. It would be yeah, sure, it's nice if you're the medic and you can heal somebody, but it wasn't necessary. It was necessary to have some sort of RPG. Uh, the do you classes- guys remember? Do you guys remember the um, which battlefield they introduce us in? But essentially, anybody can get an anti-tank weapon, but they're on the map. Oh, that would solve that. Like yeah, no, little- it, there, there is one already that has that in the game. I don't know if it's one or if it's the newest battlefield, but it, yeah, it must have been after because I'm sure they addressed that problem because it was it was huge in Battlefield Four. Like you'd have entire teams just filled with engineers, uh, but in 2042, it looks like they're going to have some sort of a class system and the classes have abilities. Yeah. Now, the abilities are pretty much what you already did in the other classes. So the sniper, uh, and it's not even classes, it's actual people with names. So if you play the sniper character, he has some sort of like recon device where he can ping enemy players. Um, There's a a turret guy, I believe. And... uh, yeah, it's all like the, there's a, a medic character who can heal other players and shoot healing darts. So it it all still kind of lines up. And within each class, there's subclasses uh, that you can like um, more specific for certain things that you want to do. So I don't know. I, I, the, the breakdown that I saw, this is like a hardcore Battlefield guy. He's played every single one and done a review on every single one. He said that he loved all their, uh, he, basically they're making all the right decisions. Um, and, uh, they have something called live service. I had to have that explained to me the other day and I forgot about it already. Do you guys know what that is? Live service? Yeah. Um, shit. Whatever. We'll figure it out later. I mean, usually Um, when they say something's a live service, that means that it's going to receive continual updates or DLC or patches. I'm not sure if that's what it was. Balances. Yeah, he's the, our our bot is looking it up, but not having a good. Yeah, I mean, it usually means they're going for some sort of extended release. Like they want people to be playing this game for a very oh, long time. I remember, uh, basically DLCs and expansions. Um, everybody will have the maps, and so you don't have to buy the DLC. So people that have it will. N- People that buy the DLC will be able to play people with people that did not buy the DLC, basically, hmm. is what they're going for. Okay. That's what it was. Interesting. Yeah. Now, my only thing with this, like, and what, have I, what I've seen on the trailers and, like, the Jack Frags video that you linked, one thing I, I like about it, because whenever you do, like, future games, it's like, oh, we have these ion rail guns and things like that, or whatever the fuck. I really do like the fact that they're mixing current technology with future technology like there's current guns that exist in the in the game 
but there's also like future guns, obviously. So that that that's one thing I really like. Yeah, I just only hope. And this is my only issue with Battlefield, is either I hope there's hardcore servers like there was for Battlefield One, or it doesn't take twelve shots to the chest to kill somebody because that's the only thing, I, the only problem I have with Battlefield. I'm sure there will be. Um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna move on to the next one. All right. So I put in uh, the Outer Worlds too. I was really surprised to actually see this. Did you guys ever play the Outer Worlds? I played it a little bit. Yeah, Ray was. Did he say this was his game of the year? Maybe. Or, I feel like he did. I don't know. I, I played it under duress. I had to play it for some reason. Maybe it was when we were doing the homework section. I don't know. Yeah. But I did play some of this. It wasn't a bad game. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Do you guys remember like what was like why this game was so not controversial but like. Like popular, it's basically the team that did some other game, basically, right? But under a, the guys a, who did Fallout New Vegas, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So they they made this game. It's essentially a Fallout clone, but it's in space and it's really good. But I'm just I'm glad to see that they're making a second one. That that just goes to show that they made their money and it's a good game, Leslie. So Leslie doesn't play that many games. It, like the games that she does play are like Crash Bandicoot or The Binding of Isaac, like with me or like Tetris. Yeah. But she got super hooked on the Outer Worlds. And when I told her today, I was like, they announced Outer Worlds 2 today. And she's like, what? Like she freaked out. Nice. But uh, now she's playing Ratchet and Clank. The The trailer for this is so funny. Uh, we'll play it later uh, during one of the listener questions when it comes yeah. up. But uh, yeah, good for them. I I mean, I, I would like to go back and play the Outer Worlds, finish it. But yeah, know, that's a lot. That's a I, hefty goal. I just remember, like, when I played it, because I played, I think, eleven hours of it or eight hours of it. Um, I just remember like actually listening to the dialogue and stuff like that instead of just reading what you can choose and then just like not even letting the dialogue play because like the voice actors and the reading and all the writing was actually just really good. Yeah, they put a lot of work into it, man, and most people just get past all that stuff, and it's too bad. Yeah, it's it, it really does suck when like people's legitimately like hard work and like passion projects are just overseen. But at the same time, highly. if you force people to listen to it, that's fucked too. So, oh yeah, no, you have you have to give them the option. Like, yeah. you you have to really. And but, uh, next, what do we get next? Uh, let's talk about A Plague Tale Requiem. Not a whole lot is known about this. They just released a teaser trailer. It was announced, and pretty much the news is there's going to be a second Plague Tale uh, called Requiem. Judging from the little bit that they show you in the trailer, it looks like it's going to be the same thing. Bunch of rats, medieval city. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, why uh, couldn't it be like fucking raccoons or like vultures? <laughs> they, they, they spread plagues. Like imagine like just like eighty raccoons rolling towards you like just morbidly obese. Something like, more. Yeah, what do I do? Something you just like a gummy bear and you run. Something more fun, dude. Something more fun to say. The ferrets are coming. The ferrets are coming. Uh, the French are like, oh no, run away! The ferrets are coming. They're going to kill us. Um, yeah, like what made the first game? It was my game of the year, whatever year it came out. Um, it didn't get the DLG stamp of approval, but um. It was just a, it wasn't, it didn't have the best mechanics, best graphics, best story, but it had a very good combination of all of those things. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, 
And it's like, are, are you going to be able to pull off that, that story trick again the second time? I don't know. It has been done. The Last of Us 2 was better than the first one, probably. Um, so it can be done. Who knows if these guys are going to pull it off, though? I got a feeling even if it's more of the same, people will be happy with that. The game was pretty popular. Yeah, I enjoyed it immensely. Well, not coming out till 2022. Got oh, some time. Okay. That sucks. And it will be on Game Pass, apparently. Day one. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> it gets more worth it every day. I did suppose. You, did you see that Back for Blood is going to be game day one? Game yeah, Pass? yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I already pre-purchased it, so that would fuck me, right? That does kind of suck if you already pre-purchased you a $60 un- game. Can you un-pre-purchase it? Is that a possibility? Yeah, but apparently now that they're saying there's a bunch of benefits for the people that are actually buying Yeah, 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 whatever, man. Well, that's what I'm wondering because... I'm are they going to be better su- than you at the game. Is Thank it going to suck your yeah, dick, wait, dude? Wait, is wait, it going to suck your dick harder because you bought it? Uh, uh, it's not even... I was going to say a, a physical copy. It's not even a physical copy. It's just a, a copy. Oh, my gosh. Here Watch. we go with... We'll see. Snipers. We'll see. Porn, when porn you're running snipe. away, and I'm running away with you because Bobby's the only one that's good at the game, we'll see. Well, what I want to know is, are they going to have some weird thing where the player base is split, where people on the that's Xbox Game pla- Pass can't play with people on Steam, mm. like they have with Deep Rock Galactic and a few other games, because that wouldn't be cool. That would not be cool. And that'd that be would really huge. not be cool. That would be a bigger divide than usual, because... A lot of people from people from Steam are not going to buy it on Steam. A lot of people just because of that five dollar option, or is it is it more than? I keep saying five dollars. Is it more than five dollars now? Fifteen now, I think, or ten. It rose. I know it rose. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, um, it it would be a huge divide. I think if they did that. Hopefully, they do it. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Do you right. guys know if Forza Five is going to be? On Game Pass? Um, yeah, it, it's going to be on Game Pass, um, just like all Microsoft games. Uh, the one that really shocked me was the um, the Flight Simulator. When that came out, I was like, man, this is like an $80 game, and it's it's on here, day one. Uh, but yeah, Forza 5 is leaving Australia. Um, if you don't know, Forza obviously is a car game, but the Horizon series is a almost like an arcade take on the game series so you have the forza series which is like f1 and like serious uh, kind of like um a gran turismo simulation you know they're trying to be as real as possible and then this you know you can wreck and then you'll just restart and you, it, it's way more about the fun and getting the cool cars and not being as serious uh, it's still difficult obviously because you're playing against other people but um yeah it's just out there having a good time and um, it's good leaving Australia and going to Mexico, uh, which I thought was really cool because there's not a lot of games set in Mexico. Um, and, you know, there's tons and tons of different um, biomes in Mexico. I mean, you have deep jungle and desert and beaches. And so there's a lot of cave system in the world. What? The biggest cave system in the world. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one of the one of the cities that you go to is Guanajuato, and they they chose hey. it, they chose it because um, it, they have a ton of tunnels in Guanajuato. So you know, tunnels are always cool when you're in a car. Anyway, uh, I loved for uh, Horizons Four. I played the shit out of it. It's uh, um, Fours is probably my favorite modern um, racing game. I, it's the only one that I play actually. So this is something I'll definitely be playing. I know Rubber Nuts is going to be here. He, 
he's probably had 400 hours in, in uh, uh, the, for uh, Horizons 4. So, are you gonna are you gonna be picking up Gran Turismo and then comparing them? No. Why would I? I would need a PlayStation for that, right? Mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Next, thanks for killing the segment, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, that was. But uh, Bobby, do you like card games? Uh, no, not really. You like uh, I don't, not as of I now. Thought, I thought you would like card games. I thought with like the meticulousness of like tuning your car and stuff would be your jam. That's card games really aren't big on PC in general. Um, That's true. Huh? So yeah, I haven't really played them. I assume when you play these games on PC, you use a controller or a. Yeah. If you're a real nerd. You got the the steering wheel and the gas pedals. Yeah, no, I don't have those. Hey, card games feel absolutely terrible on a keyboard and mouse. So yeah, I, they do. I don't know. Bobby's like, I don't I'm trust them joysticks, <laughs> so I don't play them car games. Well, I'm trying what? to think. There, there must have been card games that I played in the past. I'm sure there have, but I'm just trying to think of recently any that I might have. Bobby, instead of excluding half of all video games ever, maybe just there's no way a controller is more uh, difficult than the piano, which you've mastered. You know what I mean? Put, put a little time French. on the controller. Mm. What, Nick, <laughs> so I can get really good at Forza. Nick, what game would you say would like help your dexterity on a controller more than anyone? It would have to be something like a like a Mega Man or something, right? The Binding of Isaac. Uh, there's a lot of. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, Leslie on the joysticks. I know she's watching right now. On the probably. ones and twos, dude. She tears dude. it up on the ones and twos on the joystick. Blue on the joysticks. Okay. Yeah. But after she's playing Binding of Isaac. She's a goddamn star. I play I play uh Binding of Isaac on the keyboard and Sam plays it on the controller. Yeah. It's great. So yeah, Bobby, we're gonna force you to play uh Binding of Isaac with a controller. Here's the thing, man. I know how a controller works. Like I'm pretty good with a controller, but it's not I I don't know. It's just a little uncomfortable and I'm not like super fantastic with it. And I don't really think that's gonna help my resume, like good with controller. So not really interested <laughs> in putting a lot of time like in it. <laughs> Well, when IGN calls, yeah, dude, it's going to be good for your resume. Uh, like, oh, Digital Logic, we want to pick you up. We want to have a syndicated so show. We'll pay for a house for Nicholas in San Diego. We'll move Sniper down there but as well. First, well. But first, Mario Kart. Oh, no. <laughs> or I can play Mario Kart. Well, Super Nintendo. <laughs> what, they were, what they did was they were like, you know what? We know... Robert is not very good with the joysticks, so we're going to choose a game where there's only one joystick, so you have to play Mario, uh, Mario Kart 64, so have fun. And yeah. then Bobby just loses instantly. Zoom in on his red, sweaty face while he's we're at the interview. This is, I love this story. Like, <laughs> this fantasy world yeah, where yeah, yeah. rely on Bobby's <laughs> joystick ability to play yeah. Mario Kart. All right. <laughs> I was getting syndicated uh, all depends on him beating a level of something. It's like the last Starfighter. What are the ones and twos, by the way? Those are um, when you're spinning records. Yeah. Uh, um, Fucking turntable one and turntable two. On the ones oh. and twos. Well, I I know that it refers to DJ. Yeah, I've that, never. It's your turn like, Specifically, the ones and twos are the yeah. record number one and record number two. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Huh. But it, it's so who, more than that. You have to call them that because um, the numbers 
have to do with the sequencing when you're trying to mix like and then two comes in at 38 seconds and then you go back to one at 14 mm, seconds okay yeah you change you change record on two while one is running at 44 seconds you yeah, know yeah. okay yeah. we we don't know how to stuff. dj and then <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to dj uh, cast boy yeah uh so who put down death's door uh death's door so i put that one down because this game looks like it looks like uh, what's the one with a beefalo? Uh, don't starve. Mm. It looks like a multiplayer. Don't starve. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm referring to the uh, wrong game. I'm thinking of something else. No, Death's Door is uh, an action RPG where you play as a crow, and I, I don't know. It, it looks like it might be good. It's got a little bit of that Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas flair to it, kind of creepy but it looks awesome well we're, yeah, that art we're, we're looking at the cutscene here when you get to the gameplay it's not not quite as great no um here's here's the description here this is coming out very soon by the way july 20th reaping souls of the dead and punching a clock might get monotonous but it's honest work for a crow the job gets lively when your assigned soul is stolen and you must track down a desperate thief to a realm untouched by death where creatives or creatures grow far past their expiry. Hmm. Uh, so you're playing. Oh yeah. Cause in some cultures, I think ravens take the souls to hell or to whatever the afterlife. So I guess you're Isn't playing that Nordic. Sounds about right. Um, so. Yeah. The crows are always associated oh, yeah, yeah. with death for a lot of people. Oh, okay. So you're playing like this three quarters, like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like path of exile or Diablo or something yeah, like yeah. that. But, uh, with RPG elements and, and something about this game looks very fun. I think they've got me sold on the art style. Plus the price is right. It's only $17. Well, it's on sale right now. Uh, you can pre-purchase it for a little cheaper. The Walder digital is batting like nine fifty for me. Like it's crazy how, I like all other games. Almost, uh, it's very rare. There's been maybe one or two in their history of like 50 games that I didn't like. So I, I could almost always say whoever their person that picks shit is like, she could be my best friend. I think something about this game reminds me a little bit of Legend of Zelda too. I don't yeah. know. It looks like it has that type of RPG mm -hmm. element to it. Yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see. Games coming out soon. Okay, so the nice. gun, uh, the game that I was referring to earlier is Wizard with a Gun. So this is the one that looks like Don't Starve. It's up to four players, procedurally generated world, uh, kind of a survival. It's got that same um, kind of top-down viewpoint, but you're playing in a world of sorcery and uh, uh, like um, machines as well. So this seems like, I, I don't know, the, the co-op thing, you know, I love co-op games, but four people jumping into a world. Don't Starve was great, but that game was kind of hard. Like you would eventually get to a point where the game became extremely challenging. It wasn't really a, a chill game. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, re I remember getting past a certain date, like I and this rarely happens to me for survival games, but I had to look up like a tutorial on what exactly to do by the end of each day. And I barely survived. Yes. And it's just like, it's a little rough. So. Super punishing. This game looks yeah. like you're actually progressing through levels, right? And, and dungeons and, and, and instances. Yeah. And stuff. Well, they yeah. describe it cool. as a sandbox. 
Uh, oh, okay. You're in a sandbox, and it's randomly generated. Um, but it looks like there's a lot of, uh, like, the equipment and the gear. You've got to manage all that. Um, I don't know. Looks like it'd be good for uh, a co-op experience. This game, is, it does not have a release date or a price, just 2022. Cool. I hope it's hopefully, good. Yeah, hopefully it's a game that we can actually play for, uh, you know, game night. Or, Reminds me of Fumo Mojo Rampage, Bobby. Oh. Well, that was just a twin-stick shooter. Okay. And that, that just had... Yeah, I mean, that's all that game was. It, you did get... I, I love that game, by the way. But this looks like it's a little more of an RPG. We'll see when it comes out. A lot of questions. Yeah. And then the last game I have on the radar is Sable. Who put that there? <laughs> it was all Bobby today. Who, who put that there? <laughs> who put that there? Yeah, Sable. So, this is why we color code things, guys. Christian's oh, thinking yes. to himself. With, look, at, look at how good looking Christian looks with the, uh, the wind blowing in his hair, man. The they can't see him, can they? No, we not. can't see you, Nick. Where'd you go? Try resetting I'm your camera. Streaming? What are you talking about? I exist. Uh, reset I your did. camera. Maybe on our end. Um, so Sable, I, I want to call this game Sable because that's the French word for sand, and it looks. This, this I think that might be it. Yeah, right. I, I feel like it might be because this game takes place in a desert, but the art style is very interesting. It reminds Damn. me of the Return of the Obra Dinn. Absolutely love that game. Really weird mm. art style, kind of a pointillism thing. I think I'm using the right word here. But this is a little more colored in, but it still has that really hand-drawn look to it. Um, the game itself, I don't know. It, it doesn't look that amazing. It's an exploration 3D platformer game. Uh, but just the art style really, really caught my attention. It reminds uh, me of Journey, a really old uh, PlayStation game. Um, I, yeah, I, it's a great game, man. Yeah. Um, what, fucking, who bought it for me recently? Uh, Warconius bought it for me. He's like, hey, man, if you ever want to chill out, play this game. And I totally saw, I, I let it sit there for two weeks, and then I played it, and then I realized it was uh, a PlayStation game that I had beat. And then, uh, but playing, it's just like this. You're in the desert and exploration game and every, nice vistas and stuff like that. But uh, it sucked that I let it sit for two weeks before because I could have had him return it. But um, yeah, oh, well, yeah, it sucks. here we are. Um, I think you're right, Bobby, because I think it is Sable or whatever you say it. Because um, the developers are from North London, and that's like somewhat close to France. So what? Maybe what? <laughs> what are you, talking you know, about? you know, you know, British people and French people are pretty much the same, man. <laughs> oh, pretty okay. much, yeah, yeah. Just like extreme the, generalization. And the northern yeah. ones are the closest to France. Everybody knows that too. Uh, of course. <laughs> No, they're based out of London, uh, North London. So. All right. Well, we'll get you a map for your birthday, Nick. <laughs> Man, who would have thought I'm in the military? <laughs> uh, Leslie's going to punch me for not knowing my geography. All right. <laughs> I say we take France by North London. <laughs> that's, our, that's, our, that's our attack route. We'll be there within the 20th minute. <laughs> we we're load ourselves up in trebuchets and fly across the channel. All right. And that's how we discovered America. <laughs> Let someone like me lead the way. Mainly, mainly what happened is we pointed our trebuchets in the wrong directions. All right. Game of the week. This is going to be a quick one, folks. 
Well, there's not oh, a yeah, no, this is, uh, this, uh, this is a hot pile of Emilio. Really? Um, okay. Well, we are talking about Epic's Core, the yeah. game Core. Which, which is, is not a game. It's more like a platform. It's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a concept amongst gamers. Well, it is. It's a fart on the wind. It is a game. It's a, it's a virtual environment that they've created where people make their own games, and then you can go in and play those games. You go to a hub, and you can pick out which games you want to play. Um, but the avatar that you use carries over, and it levels up as you go to these, and you can unlock more cosmetics and stuff. Um, it has an in-game currency where oh, wait, you wait. can buy stuff. Let me interrupt you there. It has multiple in-game currencies, and in-game hmm. currencies can also be uh, individualized per game. Well, well it has, the core itself has one, I believe, and then when you go okay. into the games, you can use that core currency to purchase whatever the in-game yes. currency or benefits yes. are. Yeah, so yes. each of the games may have something different, but there is... Like your currency in one game does not transfer over to another, unless it's in, in uh, core currency. Yeah, so like you buy the core, and that's the stuff that you actually have to pay your money for. So you exchange your U.S. dollars or whatever for core bucks or whatever the hell they're called. I have no idea. And then when you go into games, you can use your core bucks to buy whatever the in-game currency is in this little game that you have happen to be in. If you go into another game, then you can buy whatever their currency is. Um, yeah, there's a lot of exchanges here. I mean, do you tip with the core bucks? Do you what? Yeah, I think you do. Because I know you, you can, can tip the, the creators. You can directly oh yeah, tip them. I think so. That's like the overall currency, and it's got the same icon as as core. I mean, I think they lost. The, there was a huge opportunity. They could have called it currency, right? But no, they uh, they did not. Yeah, we got to send you to Epic Games, man. I know, man. I, I'm just sitting here fucking wasting away getting it's fat. million dollar idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to sell this game yeah. to the kids? The currency. <laughs> the currency. <laughs> But now, um, so me and Emilio played with Diddy, and I'm so sorry, the fourth person. Do you remember who we were playing with? Yeah, it was uh, Rusty Bagels. Yeah, Rusty. Yeah, how could I forget that name? Such a great name. Yeah. Uh, we played oh. for, what, two and a half hours? I guess somebody messaged him while we were playing, why are you named Rusty Bagels? Just uh, just a random stranger. And I said, here's my, my dad joke, even better than currency. I said, uh, it used to be Trusty Bagels, but he's teed off. Can we get a cricket noise? Anybody on that? What? Uh, uh, <laughs> that is so good. Cricket noise. It used to be then, Trusty uh, Bagels, who? but he's teed we off. Just, we just need to have the cricket I'm out of here. I fucking up. quit. <laughs> I quit every episode. Uh, can we get like, vill- like a villager boo? Not like a, not, not like a studio, <laughs> like a, not like a studio audience, but like maybe a couple of like peasants from like thirteen forty. Yeah, they like boo. Yeah, they sneer a lot more. Yeah, yeah. They 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 don't know what clean ears are. They just smell like fucking putrid death. They don't live past thirty. You know, villagers. Those kind of those hate, kind of people. I hate myself now. Um, but oh. no. We we played for a while. We played some games. We played every type of game that they advertise in the game in the sense of, like, popular games. Games made by, like, professional game makers, essentially. And then, like, active games, which I didn't really understand what the fuck that meant. But uh, Currently have people in. Yeah, in I think them. those are the most active ones. I just sorted them by most active, like, who was playing what. And I played the top played games. That's pretty much what I did. And then one of them 
looked interesting. The I think it was spell break or spell cast or something. Spell cast. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, we I, I tried that today actually. Okay, how'd you like that one? It's one of the better ones, but man, there are some is that the, games. Is that the dungeon crawler one where you fight skeletons and level up? Yes. You, yeah, you you pick a class like a fighter or a mage or a rogue or yeah, something. Yeah, I played it as well then. Yeah, and you've got a bunch of different abilities, almost like a MOBA, kind of like a character with a uh, ability bar at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I thought that one was pretty good. Because here's the thing, man. I played the most played games, and they were all like... A terrible games in the sense, in the way that I would refer to mobile games. Let, let me give an example. So one of them was called like, I don't know, Timber or, or Tree Chopper or something. You join you join the game and there's a bunch of trees. There's just a big forest and you go out there and you hack them down. Um, you get lumber, you bring it back and you sell that lumber. You take the money you made from selling that lumber and you buy upgrades that allow you to whack trees down faster. So then right. you go out there. So if essentially you are doing all you are doing is going out and hitting this is literally my nightmare by the way yeah. this is my own personal hell yeah. all you're doing <laughs> is going out and hitting trees and then you upgrade so you can hit trees more yes and that's it more all, efficient and, and then you can spend money you can spend currency <laughs> to buy boosts oh, if you don't want to wait and yeah. and so you can hit the trees even faster and get more trees yeah and this is one of the most top played games then i joined another one and it was um it was like a survival game uh-huh. and i thought okay this this might be kind of cool I tried um, that one as well yeah and then right away i realized oh okay like they give you the first ones pretty quick but then there's timers on it and then you've got to buy uh you got to spend money to make the timers go faster typical mobile game strat and then there's one and i'm embarrassed to say i played this for almost an hour this mode uh where you blow up a balloon did you guys play this one no okay no, no so you no, just blow no, up a balloon like by clicking the mouse yeah and then you sell the helium, <laughs> and then you get the heal, and then you get money from the helium, which you can spend on upgrades, so you can blow up your balloon faster. You can upgrade like how big your balloon gets, how much it can hold. What's the difference between that and the tree one, Bobby? Okay, because when, <laughs> when you up, I thought you were going to say something interesting. Like, yeah. Okay. You you get helium, and then the Cambodian like helium cartel. No, no. Is here's here's the you. difference between this and the and the tree game. So you can. You can change it so where you can click less and you'll blow up the balloon faster, but you can also increase the maximum size of the balloon. When the balloon gets bigger, you can jump higher, and then it becomes a platforming game. You jump up to a new world, and then you make more money in the second world, and then you've got to uh, make your balloon bigger and then jump up there. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's horrible, but... Yeah. <laughs> Self-realization is pretty much the same. <laughs> but uh, you, know, you, you only have so many clicks on a mouse, right? And my mouse yeah. is pretty new, so I... I really felt stupid after playing this for a while. I'm like, I'm ruining my mouse here. And of course I'm looking around and everybody's botting, right? Everybody's just a robot. Yeah. Cause that's, I, cause you earn current, you earn current, like in game currencies. Like, the, you know, you say in game, you don't earn currency uh, while you're playing. You earn the currency of the game that you're playing for most of the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's a way to earn the currency. I think there is. You fucking go to work. You fucking trade that shit. <laughs> Well, you here's the thing, too, dicks on the corner so you could fucking blow a balloon faster. Well, this is what I was wondering. The people that made these games and these levels, um, the the tree one, it had a little sign up and said this was made by this person and that person. And apparently they were, it was like a husband and wife team. And these games, I thought like, God, some of them, 
I don't, I don't know. I didn't try the, the game creation mode out, but it seemed like they were pretty well made. I mean, even though they were, you know, they were like chintzy mobile games, just right made to play off people's most primary, you know, made to exploit people's like, so from my, some, from my experience, Oh fuck. I can't talk because we're down. What? Yeah, you can talk. Uh, I think uh, I think he can't hear us. We're having internet issues, guys, so bear with us. I, I can hear you guys now. Yeah, okay. okay. Go ahead. Did you try the game creator? I tried. Uh, I did not succeed. Obviously, I didn't create a game, but um, <laughs> the actual the way the way Fire. it works is actually is pretty nice in the sense of like uh, every popular like tag for games like RPG or um, survival, all that kind of stuff. You can kind of just or like first person shooter, you can kind of just already click that stuff and it automatically puts it in there and you can adjust ratios for things. There's assets that are already given to you in the game that you can use. And I actually, I can't remember or not if you can pay for like even better assets, but like when we were, when we were playing that shooting game, Emilio, all that was like standardized assets. Well, I, I, I imagine that the Epic team probably put together 10 games themselves didn't just yes. throw it That's out That's what there. I figured, too. There had to be some yeah. already that came just to kind of showcase. Exactly. And I feel and I'm like... Pretty sure that's the featured games. I feel like Sniper Alley was probably one of those. Well, the, um, the one... So, one thing that I noticed... Or the, I, I want to get two things off my chest. Um, one thing that I notice, and it pisses me off every time I see it, is, are just clickbaity titles in games. Like, there's one that's... They can't, obviously can't use the official name of the anime, but it's an Attack on Titan game, Right. Right. I'm like, oh, cool. I love Attack on Titan. Let's see what happens. Um, let's see how interpretive this is. Dude, it was bad. Like, I don't know if it's an engine thing. I don't know if it's a person that's making the game, but there were so many, like, clippings and bugs and things like that that were just going on with the character. Like, gravity wasn't working correctly and things like that. I'm just like, this is bad. And it's all, the games all just played, to get kids working. to click. Huh? Yeah, I feel like this game is harvesting clicks. Like that's the whole that's thing exactly behind all these is. games. It's like need those clicks. Like they're using that to um I don't know to run like a Russian botnet or something. We just need people clicking on mouses. That's what we need here. Cuz every single game seems to just be getting you to ruin your mouse basically. Dude, I didn't play the um Nobody's ever besides you nobody's ever thought I'm ruining my mouse right now by playing a clicking game. Yeah, maybe it's because my last mouse. What'd you pay for your last one? Ten bucks, right? My last one? one? I mean, this one. Uh, No, like 30 bucks. I got it on sale. Oh. Yeah. But I I played the Dragon Ball Z game, not the Attack on Titan one. But, you know, same thing. It it had, like, quests, and the quests were like, go and click on this. And, you know, then you could hit the punching bag to level up, and then you could, I guess, have fights. And then it had some like random loot system. I, I don't know. They had some interesting parts to it. But yeah, I, I didn't really find anything that was that amazing. The golf one was kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's the one we enjoyed the most. We went in there with three people and that was the one. And that was, there was a Marble Madness one type of game. The Marble Madness one was good. But like, dude, you I get it's free, but... It's and this is I Nine said this before the, we even played the game and I said that and I even called it. This game is a game for people that can't afford real games and I'm not, not I'm not knocking that idea, but it's obviously a cheap cash grab to get kids, it's just like specifically kids, to use their parents' money unknowingly 
or knowingly whether or not you're that kind of parent that lets your kid buy shit on Roblox or this. And it's just for anybody that wants to have a good time or whatever, you're better off just paying $5 for game pass and playing with your kid than playing this fucking game. And unless, unless there's kids at school that are like, you got to play core or you got to play Roblox, Bobby, you know about the Roblox shit. Cause you talk, you, you know, you, you put that input in. And I even have a little nephew that plays Roblox and I'm, and my niece play Roblox. And I'm like, dude, you have a PS five. Like in the, they, they hardly even touch it. They just play Roblox. I'm like, why? And then and my brother's like, oh, it's all what all the other kids play at school. They play Roblox and Among Us. Yeah, I'm like, it's a social oh, aspect. That is so has a, sad. Has a lot to do with it. And there's a lot of creative games in there. Um, I mean, something that a little girl would like, right? So uh, Mila, she plays one where it's kind of like uh, eight people join a room and then a uh, like a fucking category will pop up, like scary. And then you go into the dressing room and you dress your character up as scary as you can. And then you run the rock, though you walk the runway and uh, everybody votes or up, up votes or down votes. And then you try to win, right? Because everybody's up voting, down voting each other. Mm. Um, great for a little girl. You know, she's just playing dress up and other people and getting other people's opinions and stuff like that. And that, I guess that's cool. Um, it, it, there's obviously something to it. Uh, I keep wanting to say core is like Roblox for adults, but it's definitely not for adults. It's like, no, you know, adolescence. No, not. Um, but I do think that, you know, two, three years from now, th- there's probably going to be one, maybe two, maybe even new genres that come out of something like this. There's so and, many and- smart kids playing um, Epic and playing um, the Battle Royale on their... Uh, Fortnite, there's so many super smart kids. Uh, they're just going to go in there with their creative juices and fucking come up with some new shit. Watch. I guarantee that, it. And that's what I, I guarantee. That's it. what I wrote in my, in my notes for the game for like, cause we have notes for, uh, you know, what we want to talk about, about the game itself. Dude, this game could be so much more. The more time people put into it, whether it be kids, adults, whatever, we might actually come back and see a real Dragon Ball Z fighting game that is not just clicking, you know? Maybe there'll the, be actually, like, like control support itself, and fighting and shit like that. It, the game itself doesn't really seem... I'm, I'm talking about the platform core. Yeah. doesn't really the seem engine? capable of doing a lot of intricate things. As I was playing these games, some of them really didn't require... Um, you know, accuracy with hitboxes or anything, but some of them did. And the ones that did, it was a little wonky. Like the characters moved around a little funny. I'd try, I'd swing my ax at a tree and I would just stand there clicking. And even though I'm hitting in the, or clicking in the exact same spot, um, only like one out of every two hits or landing, just weird stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't really, you guys are saying like, you know, Kids can get really creative this with this and create something amazing. I don't know. Well, core core itself is also in its infancy. It, it, I'm yeah, sure. We, I'm sure it's gonna like. There's probably gonna get. I don't think it's really going anywhere though. That there's so much well, money behind it, man. We'll see if, if it's making them money. They're gonna keep supporting it, obviously. That's that's the rule of thumb nowadays when it comes to like these kind of things and platforms. I can pretty much already say this is like way better than Roblox, and Roblox is worth billions of dollars. So. Yeah, of yeah, course. But that's not how things work. The better thing doesn't always make 
the money or become no. true, but this has a much bigger um, built-in audience coming over from Fortnite than Roblox ever did. So I, I think it's going to be popular, but we'll see. And those kids, any, they're any, all any very remarks for the uh, game of the week. Um, it won't be on our. Oh, we won't no. be doing this for uh, fucking game night. I don't think. That's no. for sure. I think. I don't know. My prediction is could be wrong here, but my prediction is this is going to kind of disappear. disappear. I don't know. They have, your, too, they have your... too much money, and they don't mind losing money either. Um, um, how many? How many? Out of ten currencies, do you give it <laughs> one? One currency. Wow. If currencies about, can be breaking up with two, mm, I don't know. Five. Five. Currencies. I would say I would say four. Like failing, but if he studies, he can maybe pass the biology class. <laughs> um. So, whose turn is it to pick? The game of the week, and we're going two weeks this time now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go with the, because of the fact that some of the games might require uh, multiplayer or they may be story games. We want to be able to play more of the game and understand it, and uh, you know, gain more talking points than just like we played it for three hours on on Friday with these some people. We can actually like get to it. Um, I chose the first one, didn't I? And you chose who chose Core? Bobby, I didn't. Yeah, I guess I kind of brought it up, but I didn't know we were choosing them. Oh, is bad for uh, Back for Blood? When does that come out? When's the launch date? Uh, the twenty first. Uh, right. I, um, the only the only hat I'm going to throw in this ring because I, I already suggested one, but I would say Chivalry Two. It's an extra ten dollars off right now. Was it twenty bucks? Twenty nine. It's thirty nine normally, but it's uh, extra ten dollars off right now for the opening sale. Shit, I know that I was up on the jumping block. I'm gonna have to hold off. Give me till the okay. end of the episode. I'll be ending the show. Okay, yeah. So um, with E3, there was a lot of announcements uh, that game companies did that weren't featured in E3, but they you know used the hype of everybody being online looking for. Um, just you know, looking for information about new stuff and Escape from Tarkov, uh, a game that I have over well over sixteen hundred hours in. God, that is terrible to say. I've been playing since Alpha, since there was only two guns in the game. Um, announced that they are coming out with their biggest patch in the game, which completely, well, not completely, but really overhauls how the game like supporting functions work. Is weird as it sounds, like traders and things like that. Um, they showed. A new map and an extension of a uh, of a current map. Uh, they showed a boss and then they explained a bunch of information. Um, I would strongly suggest anybody that is uh, that is an Escape from Tarkov Tarkov fan now may or is looking to get into it now is the time to buy. You want to play the game a little bit before the wipe starts um, because when they, what happens is every now and then, about every four to six months, the um, devs clear everything in the game and everybody starts from uh, day one and like essentially pour and everything. Um, that it makes everybody on the equal battle on the equal playing field. But if you start right now, you have a huge disadvantage. So um, yeah, I wanted to bring that up um, kind of like in between of what I played and on the radar. 
Um, the only reason why I got to play it was that some friends from work found out that I played, and they were like, hey, you should play with us. And I was like, I haven't played it in a while. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, it, it, it's still Escape from Tarkov. I'm still all right at it. Bobby, have you ever tried Escape from Tarkov? When it first came out, a long, long time okay. ago. <laughs> and I, I hated it. Would you opening to trying it once it, uh, you know, this huge uh, DLC drops? Because you still own the game. Like, you, you paid probably an amazing price for the game. Um, I don't know how to access it. It was really confusing. So we had to, when we bought it, we bought four copies of it. And we had to buy it directly from their website. We downloaded an installer. Uh, my antivirus went off. Uh, I had to like override that and installed this warning, weird Russia di- warning Russia and <laughs> installed this some weird directory. Um, yeah, it was very confusing. I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know if I could go to their website and somehow log you can. in. Maybe they, I, I can retrieve my account with my email. I'll, I'll look into it, but so, so I know, I know somebody that was in the same boat as you actually, that was played a long time ago, hasn't accessed their account in over two and a half years. Um, all you got to do is go to the website and whatever email you think you used, or if you can find an email that, uh, that you used to, that you registered for it, you go ahead and put that in, um, in the username and password and just click forgot password and you can log in and redownload the game. There's no more directory bullshit. All that kind of stuff has been fixed. There's no more like having to program things or anything like that at all. It just works like a normal game. Shit. NVIDIA just did their, um, uh, NVIDIA React, I think it's called. Have you guys heard about this? Nope. So it is a feature that NVIDIA cards are now standardizing for some games, especially first-person shooters, that are there to assist... I don't know how this works, but assists your game's responsiveness so that the syncing between what's going on in-game and what you're receiving is actually... Uh, the same. So, and Escape from Tarkov, like, two years ago, had this big problem where, like, I'm running through a doorway, and I on my screen, I'm behind the wall because I've already ran through the doorway. But on the screen where the guy kills me, I got shot in the middle of the doorway, right? And so it's like I got shot as soon as I got in there. Even though I was in my screen, I'm already in the, in the, in the room, and I just die. Um, NVIDIA um, React, I think it's called actually fixes it on your video card somehow. I don't know how it does it, but a lot of people now are saying, and this is like three days ago this came out, that the game and other games that have this feature are just way better. Like, it's a lot more fair, I guess you can say. Hmm. Um, I noticed a huge difference. Uh, My first game, I killed three players, and then I killed four raiders. And my and I was like, dude, I I'm not usually this like accurate or this like responsive, but I I noticed something just in the game. I don't know what it was, but it, it's great. It's it's amazing. They need to put that shit in every game. Sounds awesome. Yeah, if you can look it up, I, I, I do you know what it is? Sniper, uh, sniper. No, let me t- no, let me I see. I can... looked up Nvidia React and. It says it was a couple years old, so maybe that's not the same thing. But it sounds awesome, man. It sounds like what every FPS game needs. Get, um, give me like 30 seconds and I'll find it. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it up. But you guys go ahead and talk about the next game. Uh, I, 
<clears throat> I continue to play Tainted Grail Conquest like a fucking lot, a lot. Um, I saw that Rubber Nuts has a hundred hours into it. Uh, JP Diddy is now hooked on it as well. Uh, we can't stop playing. It's a fantastic game. It's a uh, card-based roguelike um, RPG. I stopped listening. I stopped paying attention to the story as what Bobby said would happen. And it sucks too, cause it's all voice acted and there's hundreds of lines in there and I'm just clicking past it at this point, just cause each run uh, takes a good amount of time. I mean, you could leave anytime. It's kind of like stay the spire in that way where you could be doing anything. That's another reason why it's so good for me. Um, in between turns, you can just get up. You don't have to pause the game. You don't have to do anything. You can just get up and no matter what distracts you, you can just take care of that and come back. Um, I'm unlocking, I, as of today, I've unlocked every single class and I got to the last boss once. And, uh, so there's a necromancer. That was the last one. I was super stoked. I just played one game with him. So the summoner, which I brought up last week, the Blood Mage and the Necromancer are very similar. They have uh, the same minions. There's also the Warrior Archetype has like three versions. So that's six right there. And then there's like three archers. And so that's it's basically different variations on the same thing, but enough where you're not like, oh, this is the exact same thing. It's not. You're using the same cards, but you're using them differently because your ultimate and the way the character works is different so for instance um the wait i'm not going to pretend to know the names um one guy gets ultimate charges by not taking damages during a round so he will block a bunch and then he gets stronger uh the berserker is the is in the same class group but is the opposite he gets buffed when he does take damage so it's all about mitigating damage to the smallest amount being hurt and then using that rage to kill them faster um yet completely two different play types and i don't see how if somebody starts playing this game and likes it i don't see how they ever get bored because you can just keep jumping from class to class and uh, some classes feel like a completely new game if you play a game with the berserker and then you go and play as the summoner completely different game like the berserker you're in tuned with every single bad guy you have to read exactly what they do so you could take care uh, take advantage of the vulnerabilities and how they attack and all that stuff summoner you're just trying to like raise your Pokemon up as fast as possible. And you're not even looking at the enemy. It doesn't even matter. It's irrelevant. It's about how much damage is coming in and how much damage you can put out and how much you can mitigate. Basically, you're just uh, fostering a little farm, kind of. So, um, yeah, man, I fucking love this game. Uh, I got to the last guy, and I was thoroughly trounced. Pretty bad. Um, I, I got this, I, I got to the point where I was in a corner and I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to win this fight. So I had this trinket. It said, you know, the Lord of the Underdark will come and help you or you'll just die. I was like, now's the time to push the big red button. So I pushed it. And of course, I, I don't know if it's 50, 50, but I died. <laughs> it sucked. He just, just instantaneously just died. Yeah, My character just fucking gave up. 
And it sucks. Turns inside out and dies. Yeah, it wasn't hopeless, my fight with this guy, but like I was like, I need a little help here. Uh, Let me try this. But um, I did find the last character that you unlock for your village. You know, you're trying to get your village more robust with all these people so that they can like buff you up in different ways. And um, there's something to be said there, too. Every single one of them has their own currency, which sounds tedious, but it isn't. It's like um, the rune guy. Uh, Every time you take three runes and put it together, you get rune dust. And then rune dust is a currency for that guy. The candle maker, every time you burn through a whole candle, uh, the fallow, sallow, something, the, the basically the remnants of that. Uh, the burnt out candle is his currency. So the more burnt out candles you have, you go to him. And it's, so it's stuff you're doing anyway, but it's kind of nice. Cause it like, there's certain points, like one guy, it's called like card rips or something like that. That's his currency where you basically, they offer you three cards and you turn them all down. You know, sometimes when you're on the fence, like, should I take this or not? I was like, well, I'll get the currency if I take it down. So sometimes you might just, it might be that deciding factor whether or not you're going to turn down these cards or not. Um, yeah, I'm fucking loving it. I'm loving it. Playing it. I keep saying I don't have time, and suddenly a game like this comes along, and I have all this time to play it. You know what I mean? I make time. Uh, and oh, I wanted to bring this up. Now? I want to bring this up, too. If um, This has happened a few times where I'm like, man, am I just not like into gaming anymore or whatever all it does all you need is one game to come along and change all of those feelings basically one game can basically get you back into gaming all by itself not that i was in this place but i've been in this place before and one game has saved the whole shebang so that that's that's burnout and dude everybody has that um actually a really close friend of mine the same guy that i played battlefield with and got all those kills um, like two months ago, it was like he told the whole everybody in the group. He's like, "I'm done playing video games. I don't want to play them anymore. Like it's just a big waste of time." Blah blah blah. And he, and we were like, "Fuck, that's a big deal. We've been playing video games with you for over ten years. Like whatever." And then a week ago, he logs in and is playing Rocket League. We we're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> we thought you stopped." And he's like, "No, what it really was." Yeah, but like, these are know, cars right? with rockets. And, now, on he, and what, it, what we were talking about it pretty seriously, and what it was is like. He was like, I'm playing. What he said is, I'm playing games I love, but I'm still not having fun. Mm. Oh, fuck. Of course, right when I'm telling that goddamn story. Oh, are we rubber banding again? I'm back. I'm back. What what was the last thing you heard so I can repeat it? We we hear all of what you say, but. Yeah. Oh, you do? You just can't see me? I mean, we we wish you didn't hear anything you said, but here we are hearing it twice. But I was gonna, I was gonna ask Bobby, have you ever been like in a moment where you're like, I'm done playing video games for a while? <laughs> it's like every day of my life. <laughs> Pretty much, man. He's like, the only reason I play video games is you two cocksuckers. Sundays at five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I've, I've been burnt out and stuff. But like, what I've, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. But the phase I'm in right now, it's not just like burnt burnout dude it's like drastic changes in my life like i just don't really look at video games the same way i still enjoy a lot of them but 
I don't know if it seems like I'm angry on the podcast. I feel sometimes when I listen back, I feel like I'm coming across very hostile. And I think that is because like, because we do the podcast, we have to play a lot of different games. And I guess that's good if you want to be able to speak about this stuff, but I do kind of get resentful that I have to play a lot of these games sometimes because I just don't want to. Like, I'd rather be playing Tia. I, I, as many games that I've I've played in my lifetime, I've got a catalog of so many that are so good. And after yeah, a while, you, you want to, like, it, it's not fair to judge a game after a couple hours, but the, the industry is so repetitive that you know you can pretty much guess what the game's going to be like. So after I've been right this whole time. I knew it. 20 minutes, I, I can review an entire game. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can review it, but you can tell if you're going to like it or not. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, I would... It's not that I don't like gaming. It's just I don't like a lot of games. My choice in games has become incredibly selective as I've gotten older. And it's I view... Expected. Yeah. It, honestly, I would rather be doing hard labor than play some of these games or something more more productive but which is why you're going back in time a lot of the times right because um this is a lot before a lot of these things that have ruined a lot of games have come into play microtransactions and games as a service and stuff like that oh yeah games are just different now and unfortunately i i think they're a lot more manipulative yeah. One, one thing I one thing I have to say that kind of compliments that is like being on the pod. I love being on the podcast. I love talking to you guys. I love interacting with the, the community and stuff like that. But I I love certain games. Like right. Like I I'm good at these games, and the reason why I play them is because I'm good at them and I have fun. But when I have to stop playing, you know, for example, Escape from Tarkov to play fucking Core for three hours, <laughs> it's it's awful. But when it's days gone. And it's a great game, and I'm still playing Days Gone. You know that's that's part of that's. I understand where you're coming from, Bobby. I'm like, dude, when I'm playing Core, I'm like, I was complaining so much and just being so hostile. And you can ask Emilio this. I'm like, dude, this is fucking dumb. This is stupid. The whole three hours we played, I'm like, this is stupid. I, I hate. Me- it. Meanwhile, he's winning every game that we go into, and and and, and, and like, Dane saying it sucks, which makes me feel fantastic. By the way, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> boy, um, boy, shitting all you guys on you guys' faces sure sucks. All right, yeah, getting and, shit on in the same game that's, isn't any worse. Testament to the game that just really means that the game's even even if you're winning and you're not really having fun, you know. <laughs> that was for me at least. We're um, not laughing at you, dude. Fucking uh, Christopher's um, uh, his his little notes that he's putting on pictures is fantastic. <laughs> Christopher, what, what's what's up Christian, with Christian? I don't know. I don't know. You look <laughs> okay, can you remember? Just remember my name from here on out. Okay. Like a religion. He- yeah, Henry. Don't make any more mistakes. All right. Um. So as far as um that goes, Bobby, I really hope that you can just play TF2 from now on and just play whatever <laughs> game you'd like to play. Because fuck, man, just have fun. I, I know how that feels. And I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know regarding the old game thing. Cause I feel like that's kind of a separate topic and I know I've talked about this, but I guess it bears repeating. I just feel like there's generally, this doesn't 
account for all the games that are being released now, but if you look at games now compared to games released like 20, 25 years ago, back in like the 90s, maybe early 2000s, maybe this started to change around the late 2000s, the video games have always been about making money, right? Like it doesn't matter where you go. It's all a business. It's right. they're trying to make money. But the way that you made a lot of money back in the day with video games was you made a really good game and you sold a bunch of copies. Yep. And now nowadays you don't need a good game. You just need something that's highly addictive. We've figured out, we've cracked the human brain and right. human behavior. So you put the game out there for free and then you have these microtransactions or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm hyper aware of that kind of stuff right now. Whenever I play a game and there's any indication, like usually it's like um, when things, when there's some sort of gatekeeping, like something's on a timer or something like that'll trigger it. But if there's any indication that a game is doing that or just trying to like manipulate me, even if it's not for uh, financial gain, like maybe they aren't trying to send, uh, sell me microtransactions, but it's just like, um, you know, if I play a game and it's like, uh, you need 5,000 lumber to complete this upgrade. I'm like, fuck you, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Why isn't it 10? Why isn't it just one tree? Yeah. What's the difference? Like, why do I want to do something that is not fun in order for a reward that will then make me happy? Because as soon as I get that reward, you're going to dangle something else in front of me that I got to grind for and it's not going to be enjoyable. So right. I go into games now and I'm just very moment to moment aware of how I'm enjoying it. If I'm having a good time, I continue playing it. And if it says you got to do this and then the good time's going to happen, then I start getting suspicious. That's why I like, um, that's why I like the indie market so much, Ben, because there's a lot less of that. There's, it's still there. Um, you can find all kinds of chicanery <laughs> mm -hmm. in there, but, um, in general, they're just trying to sell a small number I mean, they want to sell a huge number, but enough to just pay themselves and make another game. And that's all they want to do. You know, they, they're, they're still about selling those copies mm. in general. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting about that statement you just said, Emilio, is like, in this is something that I, I noticed with cyberpunk. I think the reason why people got so excited with Cyberpunk because it seemed like a game that did not seem as a cash grab like Bobby was stating before. Like it seemed like CD Projekt Red was really putting their hearts into it and it was an actual passion project. Like they wanted to make this game. They weren't just making it for the money. And unfortunately it kind of flopped because of the beginning issues, but it, it still sold millions of copies and it still did good. I wish that that was an example for other game devs to stop making games like War Thunder and things like that where it's like, Oh, you know, you, you got to research this tank and it takes three weeks to research it or you can pay $2 and you get the tank instantly. It's like that. It, it's like that instant gratification bullshit that happens with your brain and psychology. It's like where you just want to take the shortcut when really it should be like Battlefield where it's like you level up when you play and then you unlock new shit and that's it. Like that you don't have to pay extra money to do that. So. I think, I mean, just going off of the whole cyberpunk thing, I think that... Witcher 3 was so well received because I don't think there's any micro transaction. There's two besides, besides the DLC, which which is fantastic, is amazing, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's just essentially another game. Yeah, and, and 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 like that's what people want. People want the Frozen Throne. People want 
the DLCs that actually really add to the game or really change the game, and you don't see that in games anymore. It's like I can't remember a better DLC than than that in a long time than than uh, you know the the Witcher three DLC, the wine and whatever where you're playing in the mushrooms and stuff. Like, can you think of a good DLC in the past like three or four years? I mean, that all said there are people that enjoy that side of gaming. Like Chad goes from one catch em game to another, you know, like Ray, Ray Shadow Legends. He just goes oh from one God. to another, to another, to another. And he plays them for like a hundred hours and then he'll go to the next one. And then he gets into some of the really obscure ones. And he knows that it's a cash grab and he play, you know, he's put some money into it. Uh, but some people yeah. full on enjoy that. Well, it's, it, you got to be careful when you say like, oh, well, if I'm having fun or I'm enjoying it, because fun can be used as a linguistic catch-all for yeah. being exploited. These people that sit in front of, like around here, we've got... Somebody um, called Chad and he's been, telling me he's being exploited. <laughs> but, you know, we've got these casinos around here and they pick up these elderly people by the busload and they plop them down in front of casinos and they just sit there all day pumping quarters and, man, it's depressing to look at. But in their mind, they're having fun. Yeah. Like, they're, they're in enjoying that interaction but they're getting they're, serotonin they're, it's drunk. pretty much the yeah. matrix dude yeah. like they're, you're hooked up instead of being drained of your bioelectricity or whatever you're just being drained of cash but i don't know it, it and it's not all financial either it's not just like micro micro transactions or this game's trying to siphon money out of me um it sometimes it's just the way that the game will meet out its reward and I don't know. In a world with TF2, I don't understand why I have to put up with that, I guess. I, I don't know. It's just... It, magnum opus TF2. <laughs> uh, hey, Christopher, you know how you uh, <laughs> you shit all over fucking Monopoly slots? I took what I learned on Monopoly slots last time, two times at casinos. I'm up 1100 bucks last two times, guys. So uh, Explain. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Monopoly slots is like a, a game on your phone that you play slots on under the monopoly uh category or whatever and anyway i learned with this fake money how to play real slots I, it's just luck guys i know that i'm it's not but i'm just saying it could be educational <laughs> he shat all over that game that's why i think we said a lot of smart things and uh bobby's off the podcast now uh, we're <laughs> looking for a third caster guys if uh bobby if bobby has a realization that he doesn't need video games in his life anymore if you guys are french we're looking for sideburns, uh, robot robot like qualities, um, smoothy smooth silky voice. Somehow still fun to play with, even though he's mad and doesn't like the game. When you play with him in a game, works works with kids, even though he hates them. <laughs> I like kids sometimes. <laughs> I like kids. Uh, well, um, after all that, let me talk about Aliens vs. Predator, the game that I played. This game is not that old. This is only 2010. <laughs> I've never played... Oh! Yeah, you, you probably remember this game. I think it was pretty big when it came out. Um, I just finished watching all the Alien movies. Plowed right through them. Skip the Alien vs. Predator ones. I'll catch those when I do all the Predator movies. There's I, two of them, huh? Yeah, there's two AVP movies. And here's the thing, man. When I'm watching all the Alien movies, I, I almost felt like it would ruin it to watch the <laughs> Alien yeah. vs. Predators Even movies. though they're prequels, basically, right? Yeah, because they're on Earth at, at our time, during our times. Yeah. The first one is, for yeah. sure. 
Yeah, the timeline's a little weird on that. And that's when you find out about the Wayland company. The Wayland Utani company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, originally Wayland. Yeah, I don't know how canon all that is, but yeah, so I skipped those ones. We but, don't care about canon, dude. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything ever. <laughs> Not really. Um, but I wanted to play an alien game, and I thought, God, what were the good ones out there? I played Alien Isolation. That game is extremely long, but it is good. There's a mode in Alien Isolation where you play through the original Alien movie, and it's very short and it's very good. So if you're interested, I would recommend checking that mode out. But I landed on this one just because it was very highly rated and it was honestly more recent. Here, here's the crazy thing, too. I didn't hate Colonial Marines. I know that game was a mess when it released. We played it yeah. together, actually. We played it after it came out um, many years and they had fixed a lot of the bugs and I guess the AI issues. Plus, we were playing co-ops. So we didn't have to deal with the stupid computer AI. But I, I thought that one was like all right. It wasn't anything special. Um, but I landed on Aliens vs. Predator, and this is, yeah, it has a versus mode, and that was probably a bigger deal back in 2010, but the single-player mode, what was cool about this is you play, there's three different campaign modes in this. You got the Alien, mm-hmm. the Predator, and the Marine, and I played through some of the Marine before on this, but I thought, you know, I watched all the Alien movies, let's play it from the Alien perspective, and a few things I wanted to note on this. I can never, whenever a game gives me the option to climb on walls, I can never, that always messes me up. It never seems fluid to me. It's always very difficult. There was a a really good game. Oh my God, I can't remember the name of it. It was an asymmetrical um, deathmatch game. There was like a marine team and an alien team. And the alien team was very... Swarm? Something? It was was two. It was like something instinct two. Yeah. But the, what's that? No, no, not, it wasn't Killer Instinct, right? No, no, this was like kind of a, a a big game with a lot of people. It was really popular, but the alien class was very involved. Yeah. Like you had to um, go out as like a some sort of like larva state, and then you'd have to hatch into something else, and you chose what you mutated into. And some of the aliens could crawl on the walls, some of them could fly. They all had these different abilities, and you could eventually, if you survived long enough in the death match. Um, then you could evolve into like this big, powerful creature. Yeah. It was a, a really good game. Um, but that game too, I, was, I can just never get the wall climbing down, mm-hmm. like where it changes. I'm talking about this specific type of wall climbing where it changes. So it looks like the ceiling is now the floor. The right. wall is now As the soon floor. as you hit that corner, the, the wall is now the, the floor. The camera changes. And then you go to the ceiling and same thing happens yeah. again. So I don't know. So this game had that, and it just reminded me how much I've always hated that. Like, it just never seemed to work as well as I I thought it should. But you need you need it. That's the only way you can sneak behind them and eat their brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how else you do that. Like, you just keep the camera angle the same, but I don't know. The other thing is, too, it's really weird basically playing as the bad guy because I'm playing through the campaign here, and I hear, like, a loud screech from another alien, and then I... I'm like on alert, like, oh no, where's he at? And I realize, oh, I'm on the alien team. We're, <laughs> we're on the same team here. But it's so funny how like you're just programmed to always interpret that as yeah. danger, yeah. you know, whenever you hear that screech. But yeah, I mean, the game itself, it's all right, whatever. It's like a 2010 shooter. It's pretty basic. Like it's, it, they got all the abilities for the alien and the predator. Like they did a good job with that, but it's pretty dated. Nobody's going to be playing this. What I really, uh, what stuck out to me, I remember is 
don't you start off as a chess buster in this game? Like in the in the uh, the story mode, oh, you have to kill scene. like a cat, right? And then the cat, and then then you become the second like a adolescent alien. No, no, you're you're in a lab and scientists are experimenting and they've got the face huggers on the guys in there right. and you don't actually you sit through a lot of cutscenes, which I'm noticing in a lot of games. Like you, you load up the game, all right, let's go five minute cutscene, <laughs> all right, which I don't know. Whatever, but the <laughs> fuck video. Games. By the time you start playing, <laughs> by the time you start playing, yeah, you are the the actual alien. Bobby, Bobby just took off his headphones and walked out of the room, guys. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to turn off any of this equipment. I don't, uh, all right, yeah. But yeah, th- uh, this game's developed by Rebellion too. As much as I want to like this developer, God, they they really do strike out a lot. They did not. I don't think they delivered. What else did they make? Well, recently, uh, Evil or World Domination, Evil Genius Two, World Uh-oh. Domination. Yeah, uh, their biggest successes were probably those sniper games, Sniper Uh-oh. Elite, Zombie Sniper, or yeah. Zombie Army. Um, but I always kind of, I don't know. I always like think of them fondly because of they made that Judge Dread game, which is like the only first-person shooter Judge Dread game out there. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about this developer. A lot of misses. Yeah. All right. What do you guys got? Nick, you want to elaborate on NVIDIA? Yeah. So my brain actually worked, and I remembered what it was, and I decided to put a link in there for old sniper to put up. So I'm going to read the kind of like, I guess, an overview of what it is. So it's called NVIDIA Reflex. And under the NVIDIA Reflex SDK uh, paragraph, it states, a new set of a- uh, NVIDIA Reflex is a new set of APIs for game developers to reduce and measure rendering latency. By integrating directly with the game, Reflex low latency mode aligns, aligns game engines to work to complete just in time for rendering, eliminating the GPU render queue and reducing GPU or CPU back pressure in GPU-intensive scenes. This delivers latency reductions above and beyond existing driver-only techniques, techniques such as NVIDIA ultra-low latency mode. It seems like, I mean, what I'm hearing here is it's going to skip frames to get you to where it, what is actually happening as opposed to what you're seeing, right? Did you see any of that, Nick? Um, Drop frames? Well, first of all, the, or... game, the game looks smoother when I was playing it, as weird as that sounds. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was skipping frames or actually, you know, syncing up to 144 hertz or whatever. Um, but which is fine. It, don't get me wrong. Like if it's skipping frames to get you to what the actual action is, that's good. I, in general, as long we, as it's not, we, we, the the whole like, I, I ever since this is installed, I maybe played four hours of of Escape from Tarkov, which usually used to be this is like one night for me, but. I've had to split it up between like four or five days. Um, it we did not run into the situation of I wasn't even in the hallway. How am I? How is my body even there? Yeah, like we we didn't run into that once, which used to happen all the time. Um, so there's a very big difference for at least us or for me and my friends. So so is this something that needs to be enabled in the game? No, it's in your drivers and it's automatically turned on if the game supports it. Interesting. Okay, so the game yeah, there's, does. There's no switch support. you need to flip at all, dude. I wonder if like this is gonna help games with their netcode if they have to like 
maybe they can just program way less and you know nvidia is going to pick up the other side of it but who- there's a lot more detailed like uh like explanation of how it works obviously but mimi no have good brain mimi monkey brain um and i don't understand half of these words but yeah. it, you know from the actual result you know i, I like shit. it a lot so i killed more people thus good yeah exactly um and it doesn't it doesn't feel like i'm being cheated as weird as that sounds cool man that's awesome Nvidia always pushing fucking forward, man. Good shit. Uh, I played Spellbreak. I played it with uh, Rusty Bagels right after you went to bed, uh, Nick. Um, we were just like looking for a co-op game, whatever, whatever and um, it popped up. So we downloaded it. The reviews are pretty good. It's a uh, battle royale with magic based, right? So you're kind of like this like uh, agile wizard that. Uh, as soon as you put on a bracer, you take on that kind of magic aspect. The aspects being, you know, the typical elements. Uh, you have fire, ice, uh, toxic, wind. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing one. Uh, but, yeah, so you have one bracer on one hand and one bracer on the other. And you could actually mix these elements. So the wind makes a tornado, and then you could throw fire, fire tornado. Um, throw some sharks in there. You got a Sharknado. I just made that up. Um, there's, uh, whatever you want. Like, um, if you have a toxic cloud, throw a fire in there, boom, it all explodes. Um, stuff like that. But this is all happening in a fast paced, um, battle royale, right? And pretty fast paced. Like the games were over in about 15, 20 minutes, I would say. Um, I know this because we won our first game and then we got second in the second game and then we like won the third game and it just, we we're doing really well. Then we looked at the player base. It's 400 people, uh, which, you know, this game, it was the middle of the night. This game's, uh, where are we at right now? Five forty. So it, it's really sucks because it's not a bad game at all. Like I couldn't find anything wrong with it. Super smooth. The graphics are beautiful. It's like, it looks like you're playing an anime. Um, but I feel like this game got good after its initial release, you know, cause oh. I did play it early on and it was kind of like, Ooh, this is not very good. I think we all played it in a way. Bobby, didn't you play this game? Yeah. I played it when it was in early beta. It was only available on Epic back then. Yep. That's, that's yeah. when I played it as well. Yeah, me too. And now it feels it's playing super smooth. It has a new, uh, expansion or not expansion, but like some sort of DLC, uh, that's free. And uh, I had a really good, we both had a really good time. I don't know if that's because we were winning. Probably definitely helped. Um, but I could actually recommend this. I could say it's free. You just go. I didn't feel like I had to spend any money. I'm not even sure what money gets you. Um, yeah, I don't know. We played We played like five rounds. It was good. For sure good. Those graphics yeah, that you see. It was a great game when I played it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would rather play Round Royale the way it was before they ruined it. That game had so much potential, and now it's gone. It, like so weird. Everybody was playing it. Everybody was having a good time. They made a couple tweaks. Everybody hated, and then it was gone. Right, Bobby? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah, an interesting life that game. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're done with uh, yeah. highlights. Well, we do have lots of listener questions here. So let's get... You want me to read them this week, or do you want to read them? Uh, sure, go ahead. All right, first listener question we have is from Zap. Thank you, Zap. 
Uh, were there any game series that you wanted to play immediately after finishing them? I spent two hour, 200 hours playing the seven mainline Yakuza games in the last three months, and I already want to start over. After playing The Witcher 3, um, and love it, like, obviously, it's my favorite game of all time now. I'm just going to throw this out there if you haven't heard it. It's it's known as a game hard to get into. It literally took me four tries, months, if not years apart, to actually get into it and like it. I didn't like it the first time, didn't like it the second time. Third time kind of got to a certain point and just gave up. And then now it's my fir- my favorite game of all time. So it's worth putting in that initial five hours or whatever it is because it's going to be the greatest 60 hours of your life or whatever it is anyway um right after beating it i was like man i really want to play the other aspects of this game because i believe i went like the mm, i went wolf i think the whole time which is kind of like the middle ground uh, armor set um but there's a lot of different ways you can go. You can go the potion route where you take a bunch of drugs and that hops you up and you kill things that way. Or you could be the bear, which is a very slow methodical, uh, type. Um, there's like four or five aspects that you can go with. Uh, but they're not easy. It's not like you pick one and now you're that you have to like go down quest lines and this whole thing. Uh, yeah. So I really wanted to explore those other ones, but I haven't. Hmm. Bobby, what about you? I don't know if I've ever wanted to play, like restart a game immediately after I beat it. Um, the only thing I think that comes close to that is the uh, Divinity 2, Original Sin 2. Yeah. Because I've played the first island, I've played through that first island maybe four times and never minded replaying it once. And to say, to say playing the first island, it's not... It's not a simple task. We're talking about what? No, mm-hmm. Four Joy is seven hours intense. Yeah. Well, not for for Joy, but for Joy plus the surrounding area, right? Yeah, I think they call that whole area Fort Joy. Yeah, um, yeah, that first island. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of hours, but that's a game. God, and of course, I've still got to beat that game. I'm on Arcs, or I think is one of the final islands, but. Really, really enjoyed that and never, never minded. I, I've been in this situation before with a lot of games where I've had to restart them and start from the beginning and it's always grueling, Yeah. but with Divinity, never been an issue. Everything branches so early and so quickly, mm-hmm. you won't see the same content. And- yeah. Plus if you play a different character, it's a very different experience yeah. as well. Now, the last time that I did play on my single player playthrough, I 100%ed that island. Mm. I did everything, every quest, found everything. Like, So maybe the next time I play it, it won't be as good. But still, I I just really enjoy that game. And I'm sure if I take a different character, it'll be fun. There's not very many games yeah. that we have like the official DLG stamp of approval forever. But uh, I think we said that it's the best RPG ever made. Case mm-hmm. anybody is wondering, good. yeah, it's so good. Um, as far as me answering that question, uh, Dead Space Two, I beat the game. I immediately wanted to replay it. Um, not only because there was a new plus game mode, but I was just having so much fun with it. Um, so we have uh, listener question number two from Torta. I'm guessing T O R R T A. 
Um, now that Sony is releasing more games on Steam, what Japanese game would you like to see on Steam? Um, does Sony being on Steam just determine Japanese games, or is that... I don't know what that means. Well, Sony's a Japanese company. Yeah, but does that mean Horizon Zero Dawn's a Japanese game because it's a Sony exclusive? I don't or know. Not anymore, but... Hmm. I don't know very many Japanese games. I want Nintendo games on Steam. That's for goddamn sure. I could say that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I didn't really think of Japanese games, but I was thinking about just Sony in general. And, of course, there's all the usual ones that we want to see. The Last of Us Part Two, the Uncharted series, um, God of War, Ratchet & Clank. You know, one that I've always wanted to play but never have was... Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a great so, game. Yeah. They just remastered it, too, like three years ago, four years ago? Yeah, the, the remaster. So a long time ago, long, long time ago, a friend of mine came over, and he had that game, and I remember we played it, and that... Um, so I have played some of that game, like the old one from way back in the day, and I really enjoyed it, but, you know, I didn't... I never really played consoles, so it was a long, long time until I ever really heard that the name of that game again but such a great concept yeah it's been done a few times there's a yeah uh, pc has their own like version of it but it's a top-down game do you know what i'm talking about Bobby? no you have an arrow and has a string on it i don't know it's yeah but all you do is fight bosses there's only like 10 bosses in hmm. the game so that's the thing i figured there'd have to be some clones out there but i couldn't think of any on pc yeah it's so unique in the in the sense of like if you copy it, everyone's gonna notice you copy it. So, mm-hmm. um, well, I feel like we're already getting all the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. yeah, what's going on with? I never understand what's going on. So, is Final Fantasy VII remake out? The first half, and that's of the game, for, and that's for only for PlayStation people. Yep, and the PC is gonna get it eventually. I believe so. Once the game is fully released. Okay. It's been a while since that. How was the first, how was the first half received? Very well. Okay. I I heard they had changed a lot from the original one, but people were happy with the changes. So they changed it from a turn-based RPG to an action RPG. Um, more, it's not like hack and slash, like dark souls. You have like cooldowns and stuff like that. It's like any of the newest Final Fantasies. There was a rumor that they're going to make the second half like the first, like the, the original Final Fantasy where it is turn based. But they said that they were going to change some stuff for the second half. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm still waiting for that. For yeah. sure. Um, so, second question from uh, Torta, but the third question overall for this week Can we get an update on the people who have left DLG? Um, Ray and Chi married each other and now have two kids. No. Uh, Ray Ray moved to L.A. He has a girlfriend. He lives with her, with her daughter. Um, he is working in... That guy switches jobs like every four months. Because he's in HR. He knows, he knows how, all the hacks, basically. So any job he wants, he just goes and gets it. It's funny. Uh, he's always just kind of like going for wherever gets him more money and the whole time uh, wanting to just do his own passion projects. So that's what he's doing. Um, Chi, we haven't spoken to her since she was on here last. So, you know, as much as we do. Um, 
have not seen her online streaming. Either. Yeah. She's very happy with her love relationship. She was super happy about him. And so I think she's just, he's probably just encompassed her whole life, I think is what's happened. Um, That's good. Yeah. Um, Chad works for Blizzard in LA, in Irvine. Um, he works, um, he's like a release manager, something like that. So, you know, he has a lot to do with making sure everything's uh, legally uh, going to be fine for release and not upsetting too many people all around the world and stuff like that, that kind of things. Um, he is working on, I think, I don't even know if I can say this. Fuck it. Uh, he's working on Diablo Immortal, I believe, um, which he gave me early access to, but I can't talk about that game yet. And uh, who else do we have? Many lives in Texas now and hates it, I think. Yeah, well, he's. Um, I don't think he has any plans to come back to California, but he's on the server a lot, and he, he's been on the podcast recently too, but he's playing a lot of uh, WoW Classic, I believe. Mm. Yeah. That'll take your whole gaming. They, they they got even more subs because of the Burning Crusade. They got more than the original WoW Classic. Wow. Look at that. Well, Burning Crazy. Crusade, man, that was really the prime World you, of Warcraft. You can buy a Boosty account, which is pretty nuts. Um, uh, yeah, if you want to skip to the good stuff, uh, but, um, and that's it. And that's a, everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bobby, Bobby's original soul and spirit was, you know, sent to heaven. So <laughs> now we just have this husk that we, <laughs> we uh, puppet around in memory. Um, just kidding, Bobby. We love you. Uh, uh, there's okay, Bobby, so, there's yeah. Bobby B H and after H. That's uh. <laughs> Uh, before Heroes of the Storm and after Heroes of the Storm. He, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say before uh, that third-person MOBA, what was it called? That's when he became disillusioned with the entire uh, everything. No, I think, games. well, I had a good run after Heroes of the Storm because I, that was like all I played, and then I tried to squeeze in other games to talk about on the podcast. But then after Heroes of the Storm, I just started playing all sorts of things. But hating them all. <laughs> Uh, what was what was the game that you guys played? It was like it deals with pantheons. It's in third person. Smite, it's dude. Spite, yeah, Smite. the greatest game of all time. Like that was prime time, Bobby, right there. Fuck yeah! Whoa, wow, dude, Smite, that's taking it back. All right. Um, so yeah, next next question we have from Matt Hatter. You guys have been playing a lot of four person co op games. There seems to be a quite few coming out later this year. Which are you looking forward to the most? Including Dark Tide, Back for Blood, and Aliens Fire Te- Aliens Fire Team. Um, no fucking questions asked for me. It's uh, Dark Tide. So, uh, Sniper, can you bring up Aliens Fire Team? I don't know. We oh, talked about it a long time. Did we? Ago. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it's set in the Alien universe. It's a four-player co-op. It looks pretty decent, but, you know, we'll see. You, you never really know with these things. It's yeah. right around the corner of summer. Alien games are either terrible, amazing, and nothing in between. No, I don't think there's ever been an amazing one. Who's, uh, you know Isolation? what? Yeah. Uh, forget all the screenshots and everything. Show me the developer uh, and what they've made before. Sniper, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, this is it. This looks like their first oh, this title is, under this name. So, Cold Iron Studios, LLC. I mean, you... 
Why I, you never know with that, though, because it could be people who left. Yeah, absolutely. Studios. It could be talented. Tainted Grail, you click on them, that's the only thing they've ever made. And yeah. the, the other Tainted Grail game that's uh, to be announced. Yeah, but it says that is a third-person shooter. So it looks like it's an over-the-shoulder angle on that. Bobby, you going to play the Tainted Grail? There's two weeks now that I've been bothering you. Um, Check it out. I, You know, I would. It actually looks really interesting. And, of course, I loved Grifflins. But the thing is, I'm going to come here and say the exact same thing you did. So it's Yeah, kind of, I know. But still. Know, we, we don't play games because we like them here. I like the validation, dude. Validation. <laughs> dude, I still have to play um, Hades. That's yeah. you know, I still haven't gotten to that one. But again, it's just like I, I don't play it because Hey guys, I, this game that the entire world said was good, I kind of enjoy as well. Yeah. Moving on. Um but I'm looking forward to all of these, actually. I I yeah. love co op games and you, Come on, you, you never it's really gotta know be back for blood. Well, back for blood I played the beta. I know that one's looking really good. I'm a little surprised at the sixty dollar price point, so I'm I want to see what else they're going to be putting there. What are the content they have of maps, yeah. characters, cards. Um, but yeah, I know that one's going to be good. I have confidence in that, but dark tide and, uh, aliens fire team. I'm excited to see how those turn out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm about but, equal on all of those alien might be, I don't talk about it often, but it might be my favorite, like franchise. I mean, I really? fucking love Alien. I, the look of them, the fucking H.R. Geiger, all that stuff, just it's it's near and dear to my heart. Um, there's a there's an AVP uh, graphic novel that I read probably 50 times. Uh, Sniper, can you, can you look up a, uh, Aliens vs. Predator graphic novels? And then from the cover, I'll show you which one it is, and then you'll have to buy it because... Uh, it was it was everything forever for me. Um, that um, almost way all the way to the right where he's about to stab him. That one, yep. Buy that right now. If you don't like it, I will give you money back. But this is like eighteen year old Emilio telling me this. But I fucking it's incredible. It's so good. I, I, when when I heard the movie was coming out, I was like, "Oh, th- obviously they're going to take this graphic novel and turn it into a movie." No, nothing. It's teenagers running through fucking neighborhoods. Was that the first one? <gasps> yes, I liked one of them. Uh, the second one, I was like, "No." I, I, Did you the, like the snow one where they go into the tunnels? Uh, the one and, like, with the with alien the, partners the up with the, the, with the humans, the African American woman. The, I mean, the predator partners up with the humans. Which one was that? Out of the two, it's like the, the black lady is the main protagonist. Yeah, they go underground in like Mexico or something, and they found out like the someone built the fucking pyramids. And then I that, did the like would conceptually. I did like it. They're like there's pyramids all around the world. Predators are the reason. Yeah, was like, that was yeah. cool. I, I mean, when you get these mashup movies, you really can't expect too much. You know, it's just it, it's there's a little bit of kids playing with their action figures right. with with these. Um, now that being said, the Freddy vs. Jason movie actually really, really solid, dude. Like, yeah, it's a pretty good pretty movie. High. In in the uh, list of Jason movies, like it rates pretty high on my list. What and, about Jason X? Uh, dead last, dude. The worst one. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember hearing you talking about it for like thirty minutes. You're like, "This is the worst piece of cinema known to mankind." Yeah, there's some parts I like shit it. rot. It was it was pretty bad, man. It had a cameo by um, uh, Cronenberg, which was kind of cool. But thanks for that question, Matt Hatter. That was perfect. That's a really good question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
question from Cricket Soldier. Is Amelia picking up Dialect 2 immediately when it comes out? Most likely. Unless there's like some catastrophic breakdown. But uh, it's a good developer. I like where their head's at. I love their games. So, yeah. Probably. That's 60 bucks all day. I don't even think Dying Light won. That was like 40 bucks. I don't think so, man. That's a... It's a sixty dollar game. The first Dying Light, yeah, kind of incredible graphics when it came out. Hmm. Uh, uh, last question is from Warconius. Favorite game trailer of all time. Um, so he says he found this new one. So I want to play. Go back up to uh, Other Worlds Two, Odd Worlds Two. What is it called? Uh, and play the trailer with sound, please, uh, Sniper. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. This is. Sound all the way up, yeah. We begin by hearing an old, wise-sounding voice. And we see a quiet, peaceful setting. This will make our game seem big and important. Now, something must break the serenity. Will this creature be in the game? Now, say goodbye to it forever. Suddenly, and for no reason, people running. <laughs> These pointless slow-motion shots make everything seem cool and should bolster pre-sale numbers. That wah sound can mean only one thing. <laughs> we must gaze over an epic shot of a world, and there should be lens flares. Now we see our hero, but only the silhouette, because the developers haven't finished the design, or finished the story, or finished any gameplay that's actually ready to show. In fact, the only thing they have finished is the title. Pretty fucking solid. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty awesome, yeah. So uh, probably this one. But I do remember the uh, one for the way I'm, I'm speaking super weird because I'm trying to remember the name of the game, where the Vikings fight the samurai uh, versus the... For Honor. For Honor. Woo, incredible, incredible trailer. Like, I was like, what is going on? Like, all these people, it was fucking amazing. That was good. And then uh, Blizzard, I mean, Blizzard fucking kills it. Their CGI is fucking insane. Pixar-level fucking shit going on for stuff that you already love. Like, yeah. Hmm. I always remember the Dead Island trailer. That was I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that yeah, that was dude. the one trailer everyone remembers. Like that that trailer sold so many copies of the game. So if you haven't seen it, you can look it up. But it's the, the trailer is kind of one long reveal. It starts uh, everything's playing in reverse, and the camera is pulling out, and it slowly reveals like uh, just this insanity that is taking place. Um, this is not the trailer, by the way, I believe. I think it no, is. No, this is the original oh, Dying Light trailer. This is the one that was really good. It is playing in reverse. Dead Island. Dying, yeah, oh, Dead Light. Dead Light. Or Dead, Dead, Dead Island. Island. Yeah, this Dead is Island. Dead Island. Yeah, it plays in reverse. Um, the little girl that falls out of the window, she was running away from zombies. Like, it's a great cinematic trailer, but it tells you absolutely nothing about the game, right? Yeah. But Well, there's zombies. Yeah, there's zombies. <laughs> and that's about it. But 
you know, this was at a time, I think I saw this and I, I showed my friends and we immediately got the four pack. We're like, yeah. yep, totally. And this was at the height of the whole zombie thing. And, um, the game looked really good. I, I actually really did enjoy the Dead Island games, one and two. And then, of course, Dying Light. Sniper, have you seen this with the music on? Yeah, check it out after the podcast, man. It's really good. The music really pulls it all together. Uh, there is also the one, I I mean, not that it really was impactful for me, but it did make a lot of people comment on it when Gears of War 3, I believe, was announced. and they, The World one? Yeah, and Mad World, of which is a very slow song, was going on with all this action. Uh, and yes, it, they, what it what it is is it's uh, he's running through a city of ashen corpses, so they're yeah. all like statues made out of ash. Yeah, and they yeah. pay. Uh, that was a very good one too, where the music just very, really very calm. very good. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Real real sad because there's a lot of uh, like memory stuff, and there's like a lot of like scene essentially. They showed different scenes of different aspects of like of people in their lives, like with the statues. Like they show a family, they show like people that are dating, like, and they show a bunch of other stuff, which all relates to the main character too. So, uh, also, I'm just naming them to the ones that I really enjoyed. Evolve uh, with their rendition of Mother. That song, uh, it's it, you got to have a banger song going on with it, and it was like a not the original. It was a cover of Mother. And it was fucking really good. Really, you know, the graphics on, say what you will about Evolve, but they were tr- super AAA graphics, super AAA. That's that's a word now. Super AAA. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the hoodoo, the, the song from Dead Island. Do you remember that one, Nick? I forgot about that. Hoodoo, oh, yeah, hoodoo, the yeah, yeah. It played when you started up the game. They they laid down a track for the game. It was called like Hoodoo the Voodoo. And it, it was because one of the characters you can play was like this rapper. So Dead Island is a zombie invasion on this tropical getaway island. It was yeah. a great setting for it, by the way. Yeah. And one of the characters that you could play was one of the performers on the island who was like this rapper. And it, the, the game begins with him like rapping. And they laid out this whole track and would play every time you'd, you'd play the game. Yeah, dude. So that was such a good setting because it was like there was so much light, right? Usually zombies are at night and they're scary, mm-hmm. and and there's just like bright, unrelenting daylight. Yeah, and all the zombies are in like bikinis. And, yeah, and so it's completely. Yeah, they're all different. in like party mode. But out of all the settings that I've seen for zombies, uh, fucking Left 4 Dead Two, and having it in the South in like Louisiana, and it would just always happen to be like dusk. It just the lighting on that one, I think, fucking killed it, dude. It was like right in between. Yeah. Hmm. So, Amelia, I think everybody's waiting on uh, what what game are you going to choose for game of the week or game of the bye week? Uh, I think we have one more question, right? No, oh, that's no, it. that's it. Hmm. Smite, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad one, actually. Um, I don't know. I'll announce it on fucking Discord. How can you not choose chivalry? All right. Because I don't want fucking everybody to have to spend 40 bucks. Would you want to spend 40 bucks, Bobby? On Chivalry 2? No. No. Yeah, see. It's not 40. That's why. For a game I'm going to play for three hours and be like, yeah, it's all right. Kind of like the first one, but, you know, they added a few new things. There you go. (laughs) I'd say there's your Chivalry 2 review. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, what are you guys being playing next week other than what I get to dictate? It's almost like I'm a $15, $18 uh, fucking Patreon person. I can tell you guys what to play this week. Uh, I'm going to keep playing Tainted Grail. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's so good. And then I'll be playing whatever our game, our all-together game is. Or maybe that could be our all Well, I don't know. No. We've already talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out, man. I don't I don't know. I'm really... God, I love Grifflin so much. And I really want to check out other card-based games like that. And just see, was it just Grifflin's or is... I've, you know, is it j- the genre? So maybe that or Slay the Spire. Don't place it. This is better. Than really? Spider. Yep. Guaranteed. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, one caveat with it is the first class is pretty whatever. After that, all the classes are great. Um, Nick, you going to be playing anything? Uh, Chivalry 2. Um, I'm also trying to finish up my 100 uh, uh Hundred percent race run on uh, on Total War Warhammer Two. I only have three races left, and I'm almost done with one of them. I probably have like three more turns left, and I'm done. Um, and uh, whatever the game of the week is. So, hey, we're planning a DLG Con uh, once again. We're looking at early November, one of the first two weekends there. Uh, we have a house in mind. If this is something you even remotely thinking of, definitely go to. Uh, our Discord. Uh, you can get there by going to dlgaming.net and click on the Discord link. Um, once you're there, go to DLG Planning. You can see the house. You can. Uh, there's no prices yet because we don't know how many people are going. But we're looking for, you know, we're looking at like between... Oh, actually, the house that we're looking at is like 16 people. Mm-hmm. But This uh, is in Vegas? This is in Vegas, yeah. Um, have you looked at it, Bobby? Check it out. It fucking looks like a resort, dude. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. I bet. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going for. But if we don't get that many people, we can bump it down. But we need to see, we need to gauge interest. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, nice. sp- speaking for Christopher, uh, Nick, Robert, and myself, um, bye, everybody. Nipples. Choose something new or something old for the new week. I don't know, man. I didn't think. I, I, I honestly, I didn't think I was the one up. I, I thought that I had picked one already. <laughs>